Hello and welcome to PathPod. I'm Dr. Mike Arnold of Children's Hospital Colorado, and this is a very special Season 2, Episode 1. I'm joined with my PathPod co-founders, Dr. Kamran Mirza of Loyola University, Dr. Sarah Jang of Duke Health, and Dr. Christina Arnold of the University of Colorado. Welcome, guys. Hey, Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Happy birthday, PathPod. Happy birthday, Path You're so Path sexy. Yay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are you going to cut that? I might. No, please don't no. cut that. No. That's not so good. If you find something that says in a podcast, we're going to cut that out later. That stuff stays in the podcast. It always stays. It always stays. And strangely, strangely, I feel like Dr. Christina Arnold often is the source of both the amusement and the statement. We have to keep it. We have to keep it. And I do whatever Christina says. I do whatever Christina says. So I always keep it. I always keep it. Christina probably owns the blooper wheel. I'm quite sure. You are the the life force you know <laughs> and we're joined today by several of our guests and co-hosts of different PathPod episodes i'll let everybody introduce themselves real quick i'm jared gardner uh, from geisinger medical center hi i'm sana Mulgavi. i'm a hematopathologist at md anderson cancer center andrew belizzi university of iowa hospitals and clinics hi i'm lisa zang i'm currently a fellow at massachusetts general hospital Adam Booth, uh, Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. Hey, my name is Colin Lilly, and I'm a medical student at Loyola University Chicago School of Medicine. Look at this OG crew over here. The stylish oh glasses. I feel like you're left Sorry, I'm, I'm like literally, we are uh, crabbing with my family and my kids right now. So I'm like hiding in the car. But like, look, I uh, I got a, like a crab oh, no. got my finger already. <laughs> I'm I'm not as quick as I used to be because like we caught we caught like a crab and we had like moved the crab pots. And so the tongs were somewhere else. And I was like, I can get this. I'm like Bear grills, You know, I can like go and get it. And as it turns out, my pinching, my grabbing technique for the crab of getting the back of the crab was not actually effective, but it totally <laughs> reached. I, I just grabbed the back of the carapace where you're supposed to. But I guess like I had part of my finger too far up the shell of the crab. It totally pinched me, and now I have a bloody finger. It is oh, so no. sad. But you know what? I'm going to have the last laugh because we are going to steam that crab with some old yeah. day, and it is going to be delicious. But then when you get mycobacteria marinum infection in six months, the crab. I know. He's going to get the last laugh. I did, like, soak my, fi- I did soak my finger in, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, my alcohol hand sanitizer, which I have, like, multiple bottles of in the Good. car. But there you go. it was a little bit of a sad moment, <laughs> so I'm excited to see all of you so much has changed a whole year wow a lot of podcasts don't even last a year you know it's this amazing team i think it's the amazing team and uh you know the fact that i just i still have so many puns locked away inside my soul (laughs) to release to the world christina i wanted to tell you the other day i was listening to your path and focus and i was listening to the episode which is how to, I, I think it's like how to deal with an idiot without becoming one or something, something <laughs> like that. And, I, and as soon as I saw that title and I was like, I need to listen to this. Okay. So I put it on in the living room and Sarah was like, oh, is that Christina Arnold? And I'm like, yeah, it's Christina. And she's like, what's the topic today? And I'm like, it's basically so, you know, how to deal with an idiot without or whatever, uh, an irritating person without becoming one. And she's like, oh, I totally know why you're, why you're listening to this. And I'm like, yeah, you totally know. <laughs> you totally know. <laughs> That is so uh, funny. Oh my great, gosh. It was a great episode. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. It was, it's funny. It's like the your pa- that particular episode got so little traction, but it got the most downloads. I think people were embarrassed to enjoy it because of the title. <laughs> oh, I'm not embarrassed at all. Totally. No, it's the I'm best like, title I ever. into I becoming it. one of the people that I that I totally don't want to be. So uh, I totally, you know, loved it. I listened to the episode this weekend as well. It was fantastic. <laughs> So good. So good, right? We have so many opportunities to try these new tools, right? So many people. <laughs> so many people. Oh my gosh. Hey Lisa, I have to I have to just quickly give a shout out to Lisa cuz I'm actually here with my brother um, and my family. So Bernard is actually out there uh, you know, hanging <laughs> out and catching crabs with my parents and my kids. Wow. So, yeah, Are you Lisa on vacation? And- 
We are. We're on spring break with the kids this week and every, all the adults are vaccinated. So we're like having our first family vacation in many, many years. Um, But yes, Lisa and Bernard were like, I think in the same grade or at school together. He was, I think like a year below me, but we like hung out all the time as kids. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) we have, we, Lisa and I go way, way back, way back as we discussed on an episode of Path Pod many years ago. Many months ago, many months ago. <laughs> it just seems like I feel it like seems like a lot. I feel like the pandemic and Pathpot has both been part of my life for almost as long as I can remember now. Yeah, Facebook like popped up a picture. Uh, I was like in Puerto Rico for a talk, and it was only two years ago. And I was like, "That was 2019. That feels like an eternity ago." It's just like it's surreal, kind of. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy. Totally, totally. Sonam, is that your work office? It is. My gosh, that is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Did you get to pick that color? Which one? No, 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 no. That's actually a board. It's a glass board. Oh, cool. I'm so impressed by her glass board. I'm like, like, you know, so jealous of it on the tweets. Like when, you know, people write messages on it and it's like so cool. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I communicate with the fellows on it. I just wanted to point out that I got, I told Mike already, but I got these headphones for the occasion. Just so you guys wow. know. It's like a birthday it. present. We should have all gotten birthday presents. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> wait, were we, were, Sonam, you were the one who was telling me about the Beyonce ones with like the yeah. gems and the crystals. Are these gems and crystals I see? These are, these are bejeweled. They are so awesome. I love that. Sure. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I was actually inspired by that post that you put out to get some blingy headphones but all i could come up with was like these gold toned cat earphones that my kids immediately stole from me but they are pretty blingy too but i I feel like i need to bust them out at some future pathpod episode just these like gold cat ears they were they were pretty sweet but yeah they actually i don't know where they are now because the kids once they take something you know you are not getting it back yeah with that home school it's it's a battle for the best headphones right it is. It is. And you know what? Mommy always loses. Mommy always loses. <laughs> I'm just so happy. The kids are actually back in real in-person school now. Um, oh. And that is just, I'm so thrilled. They have never been ex- so excited to be in real school. Um, so I'm very, very thankful for what? that. They didn't love spending every moment at home with you? Oh, no, they, they love they <laughs> that. Um, I I didn't love it and most importantly <laughs> my husband who actually you know works from home uh really didn't love it since he got to enjoy the privilege of shepherding the children through two different zoom schedules in addition to you know wow. his own work so that was great that was great Honestly, so are you going to keep up the baking I I don't know. I think I am. I think I am. Um, Nobody wants me to bake because my husband is like, please stop doing this. Every time I, I'm like, I'm going to make something. He's like, please don't, please don't. Cause then we're all going to eat it. We're all going to eat it. And then we're all going to get diabetes. Um, And I'm like, nope, I'm just, I'm just going to do it. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. I got a passion for it. And then I just bring it, you know, individually packaged. I got actually like these Amazon things of like little cellophane bags, like you would get for a bakery. And I package them up individually and bring them to work. Um, and distribute them. And that is the skill that I have done the most in the Do you pandemic. you want to come work here? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll ship some to you. But yeah, I mean, have other people found some new skills in the pandemic as well? New hobbies? I don't know about new hobbies, but I can tell you, Sarah, that after you recommended flower, the book Flower, right? Yeah. Oh my God. So we have, so I bought it and I was like, I told my girls, so for those listening, I have three daughters and um, and I was like, Sarah Jiang recommends this book. And I can tell you that literally it is the most used book now in our so house. Good, right? so good, right? Everything is so the, the, good. The banana bread, like my middle daughter makes her banana bread like, like there's no tomorrow. It is fantastic. We literally let the bananas go a little soft now just so that we can have the banana bread. It is so it's, it's so good. Uh, it's wonderful. Thank you so much for recommending that book. Yes, it's what so is the good. Book? What's the name it's, of the book? So so this is like so Joanne Chang um is a baker. She's like MIT trained or Harvard trained, and she uh has a series of bakeries in Boston and it the it's just called flour, like what you would bake with. Um uh-huh. and it is the best baking book. Mm-hmm. And then she has flour too and pastry love i also have pastry love i made some cookies out of there they were also on point everything is awesome get the books immediately she's not paying me to so say this but she's books, awesome right 
it's all desserts. Um, but they do have some savory things and savory breads. Like I learned how to make croissants using her technique. So you can do savory croissants as well. Um, wow. But it is all baked goods and it is all excellent. Is it a children's book? I'm sorry? I, uh, is it a children's book? Oh, no, it's an adult's book. It's an adult's oh. book. But they're, they're, you know, the recipes range from relatively easy to actually quite complicated. But okay. you should definitely just, just buy it. Just buy it. Yeah. Buy it. Everyone, yeah. everyone should buy it. It's, you're not going to be sad. You're not going to be sad. Well, it's so great to see everybody. And I'll, I have to start. I'm, I'm biased. I have to start with my chromogen siblings. We've been talking about all the things we've learned about each other this year. And we've learned so much about each other. We had so much fun. I think Jared Gardner is probably instrumental in one of the things that we've learned about our shared interests this year, because I think one of the most talked about things from IHC talk was from our first episode when we all shared our loathing of Vimentin. That's been a, a running theme on social media and our episodes ever since. It's good. It's good to see it trending. <laughs> Everyone's got to have like their, you know, their thing to complain about. That's mine. So I and think I still, people really still be do our legacy. People do it to troll me now. They, they will send a case and there's a Vimentin. I'm just like, oh. so. Do people send you Vimentins to look at? Just to take No, it? no, but I still see them pop up from time to time. I've had even had previous fellows send me cases and they did a Vimentin and then I was just like, I think this is a joke. I think, I don't know. I feel like sometimes if you stain stuff and you're just like, everything is negative, maybe you throw a Vimentin on there just to have something stain positive. Literally, I, I don't think I don't think I've actually ever ordered my Vimentin on any of my cases, but I feel like if you just wanted something to be brown, that could be the thing that would be brown, you know? That's exactly what I say. People just can't handle a tray of like pale blue. Like they have to have something brown there. So then- You know, I, all I can tell you is that having something brown is pretty cool, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants, wants it to be brown, which is wonderful. It's the only, it's the only time the brown, the brown wins. It's awesome. <laughs> so for those, maybe people who are just joining us, who are new to PathPod, could the Chromogen siblings, could you guys tell us your favorite thing you learned about each other and maybe like your favorite pearl? So a pathology pearl and then a personal pearl? I think we should all do that, actually. Yeah, let's start with Jared. All right, I I like the um, that I learned finally the mystery of the mast cell. Um, you know, mast cells have these weird you know potential to stain with a, all sorts of different immunostains, stains, keratin AE one three, Desmond myogene, and all this stuff. The granule stain, but it doesn't always happen. It doesn't do it with every stain, and it doesn't do it all the time. And I I racked my brain for years and never could find a good answer to why and and during the the ihc talk we did last i guess may or whatever it was um or april um you know sanam and, and andrew both had good ideas and i liked sanam's point that that sometimes mast cells degranulate and spill more of their granules and it's not always easy to see how many granules a given mast cell has which i like also because it explains that mast cells sometimes look different on h and e like sometimes they have a real blue real vivid you know bluish purple color and other times not so much and i never i just assumed that was variations in the stain i never never could figure out why but i like that point that the mast cells the amount of granule they have maybe plays some role in how much how much blue color they pick up on the H and E and also uh, whether or not they have this tendency to, to artificially pick up the immunostain. So I felt like it was this very Zen moment where, where the long mystery, it was the only thing that I wanted to, to discover in my career uh, it, before retirement was the answer to why the mast cells did that. And now you did it. So that was, awesome. that was all I needed. It was like the missing piece. I'm honored. A long time it bothered me. But I loved it. I was like, this is such an elegant explanation and it's so simple and beautiful at the same time. So, so I was I very pleased. It. it was really, it was really awesome. Sodom drops truth bombs. I love, I love your guys' show. And it's because every Sodom will come in. You don't even see her coming and it'll be like, boom, mass cells. Or like, boom, the Derm Path Fellowship stuff. It was just like, it's inappropriate, but you know, it's okay. It keeps it interesting. good. I think the interesting personal thing that I learned about microbiogen siblings is that we're actually all oldest siblings in our own actual families. I thought that was pretty wild. How many siblings um, do you guys have? I have, I have three. one. I have a brother. I have one. So Mike, Mike is the oldest of four. Yeah. Yeah. That prepared him to be my husband, by the way. <laughs> 
I'm, a very, I'm an only child and I'm a very needy only child. I'm not needy, but I have, um, but yeah, we make a great, I think that, that has a lot to do with our marriage being 21 years or so or whatever. Okay, next. You're giving us a lot of extra credit. I think it's like 18 this year. Okay. <laughs> 21 sounds nicer though. I have 21's a nice thing. I'm optimistic. Yeah. Did you just exaggerate your years of marriage? I lose count. I, I, love, I, I love that. I think we've I think we've known each other for 21 years. <laughs> known each other for 21 years. There you go. Our relationship is going to start. She feels like it her. was marriage at first sight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was marriage at first sight. That's so romantic. <laughs> well, we've had we've had so much fun making IHC talk, and I think my favorite thing I've learned about Andrew is that he has a napping pillow in his office. <laughs> So if he'll show keep... it, yeah. Come on. When did you acquire it's... the snapping pillow? Wow, it's a That's brilliant idea. I mean, that is not small at all. There's, there's good That's science behind right? this too, right? I I also have a I have a sleeping bag, and um, the sleeping bag I brought in, uh, the sleeping bag I brought in on my own when when Aiden was a little boy, uh, sometimes. I'd be struggling to clear some stuff out and, and his, his mom would drop him off at five and, and he would just hang out on the sleeping bag and be on the iPad playing games or I'd, I have dual monitors or I'd set them up. I'd even set them up in the department watching, watching something on YouTube. So the sleeping bag was for Aiden to, to hang out on. I just curled up under my desk since I, since I was, uh, a junior faculty in my last job, but my several admins ago uh, saw me curled up under my desk one day and she brought me in a pillow and I've had it ever since. I use it all the time. I use it all what the time. What is your napping schedule like? Uh, you know, it. I, I nap when I need to nap. Um, I, I'm more apt to nap when I'm on service. I... Um, I prefer to, I prefer to nap outside. Actually, I go outside every afternoon, or, uh, sometime, sometime between 12 and two. And I, uh, have a tree that I, I have a tree that I sit under to have a cup of soup or a salad. And then I, so how long is the nap? How long is the daily nap? 20 minutes. I do you dream in that time. Uh, some, sometimes I, no. I don't think you're supposed to, but I, yeah, I fall asleep pretty fast, and I set. I usually set an alarm. Okay. Yeah. And I'll I, I'll have a podcast uh, or music in the in the background. So. Have you tried a hammock? Uh, in a hammock? I do have a ha I do have a hammock. I take it with me camping. Yeah, that was a birthday present present from Rachel several years ago. I am also an extreme napper, and I usually, when I nap, it looks like I was shot because I just like <laughs> lay out. And so, and, I, and we just go. I remember once we went to, I think we were in San Diego, and I was just like, just give me 10 minutes. And I just like, I, all my limbs were out, my head was on the ground, and I woke up to a little girl saying, Mommy, Mommy, is she okay? <laughs> Should we call someone? I was like, No, you know what? I'm okay. That happens I'm all the time. Yeah, sometimes, like <laughs> sometimes if I'm, if I'm, working really, really hard on a, on a thing. And I, and I need to work late, you know, sometimes I'm trying to grind to a deadline and I'm pulling an all nighter. Or I'm going to be here till one or two o'clock. I might go out at 10 or 11 to have dinner and, and take a little snooze. And every year, once or twice every year, a security guard in the dark, you know, gets spots me under the tree and, and you know, Asked to see my Move ID. Move along, sir. Move <laughs> along. <laughs> I think, I'm, I think so en I'm so. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I'm so envious story. of y'all. <laughs> I so dare anyone to trump that story. That was an awesome story. <laughs> I mean, so I feel like I was. Oh, no, like, I have, it was I have a good nap story, actually. Tell us. <laughs> No, so I'm a terrible napper. I have to nap for like four hours at a time. I wake up, I'm discombobulated. I cannot sleep for 20 minutes. It takes me 20 minutes to fall asleep. But I actually, um, one of my rotations in medical school was I did family medicine on the beach in Oak Island, which was awesome. And after work one day, I went and like, you know, laid out on the beach and fell asleep. And I woke up to this weird older man like standing over me, staring at me. And I woke up and I was like, oh, oh my God, who are you? And he's like, oh, I thought you was dead. And I was like, what? 
How long has this guy been staring at me? And why would you tell someone that you thought they were dead? And if you thought they were dead, why were you just sitting there staring at them? So (laughs) weird and creepy, right? So many questions. questions. Anyway, sorry about that creepy story. Feel free to cut that out. Give that story a run for its money, I think, uh, actually. That's pretty good. Who else naps here? Any other nappers? No, I I I tried to avoid it, actually. I I can I can power nap. I, in med school, I could nap for 15 minutes and then wake up like completely refreshed. It was weird. That's so good. Great skill. That's so good. Yeah, we do uh, meditation. We have a meditation elective at Loyola. So I did that uh, oh. my first year. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. Oh, Is best. that in medical school? Yeah. Yeah the, trans- wow. yeah. the transcendental meditation program. It was like the first in Illinois, but now there's like three medical schools that do it, but it's like an amazing okay. skill. It's That's basically like cool. napping, but it's really good. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm looking forward to my, you know, office as a as faculty. So I can, uh, I told my wife, like, I can't wait to like just shut the door. And, you know, if I need that little rest my head moment, I can do it. So, so you you wouldn't try the in the fellow's office? Are you saying you won't try to nap in the fellow's office? I mean, we have a little couch in here. There's about five of us in here. We could do it, but uh, just too much going on. My my dream is to have an office one day. I feel like it's one of the hardest things has actually been just wearing my mask all day because mm. I can't take it off because we're fellows, so we work in like a room with other people. Yeah. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's a very reasonable dream to have, Lisa, because I do feel like the chances that wherever you go for a job, you probably, not everywhere, but you probably will have an office. So I feel like your dreams are truly going to come true, you know? Yay. Well, I just want to say, Cullen, you have a prize for getting doing naps while putting it on your CV. Like, that's pretty genius. That's amazing. That's right. Connor, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that, you know, there was a place for residency where I interviewed and they didn't even have like um, a permanent resident spot because there were so many sites. So, that you know, you would just go to these communal computers, which were very nice places, but you effectively didn't have your own spot, you know, because you were in one place versus the other place. And, you know, I mean, maybe it's like kind of weird and old school of me and senile, but I was like, no, I need my own cubicle. I'm not going to be able to work if I'm just constantly like a Bedouin on the move between hospital to hospital. So, uh, yeah, uh, offices were a welcome, uh, welcome change. Um, although my cubicle was the same. It was as cluttered as my crazy offices. And people knew from far away that it's my insane cubicle. I love your office. The background is like could be a Zoom background. It's so colorful. It's great. All right, let's keep going. Sanam, tell us the favorite things that surprised you, your pearl from PathPod this year. Well, I don't know. If it, well, it didn't surprise me, but I think so. My favorite thing about Andrew, and you guys saw the last, uh, the last collage that Mike made, is that he actually changes hats during the, you know, during recording. He has oh. different hats for different scenes. Do you want to show them, Andrew? We we have to cut so many crack ups from IHC talk. And I think 99% of them were spurred by Andrew. I just learned that he goes to work with shorts, I think. Oh, yeah. I just, <laughs> I just learned that. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Is there a degrees where you'll switch to pants? It's Yeah, but it's inverted. I wear shorts in the winter and, and long pants in the summer. Wow. Yeah. So I'm is just that not all around. at your institution? Of course it is. Shorts? There's a strict... <laughs> There's a strict dress code, and I, I was called to the chair's office several times in the first year, and uh, they realized there was no hope. They just gave up, right? <laughs> and all the other, all my colleagues got confused. They said, "How come Andrew's allowed to wear shorts?" And the leadership had to say, "He's not." <laughs> <laughs> yes, we just can't make him stop. So. I mean, <laughs> I felt so, I felt like rebellious just for I wear jeans to work every day. But I mean, I wear it with like a t-shirt and a suit jacket, which is also really cool. You take the jacket off, yeah. and then you just in your office you get jeans and a t-shirt on. But I never do shorts. I've never tried that. But, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, I love hiking gear to work. I had a break <laughs> several years ago. One of the I used to just wear scrubs to to work. That's how it all starts. Starts because with the because my my. Uh, because I wanted my ex-wife 
you know, she was just constantly doing laundry. And I said, I don't want, I don't want to generate any laundry. I just want to wear one pair of scrubs. She would, but then she would even iron my scrubs. Uh, so I wore oh. scrubs to work for, for years, all through, through fellowship. And uh, Brigham was a little bit more formal. I didn't wear scrubs, but I wore scrubs for the first several years here. And, and some of the residents complained about it in an eval uh, seven or eight years ago. And I said, all right, I'm not wearing scrubs anymore. And that's when I started wearing jeans and flip-flops and shorts. So do the hats mean something? Do you put them on for different segments of the show? No, I'm just fidgety. Okay, okay. And I got lots of different. And I, I mean, I always wear a hat uh, or I often wear a hat because I don't have any hair. Uh, and so I always have to have a hat because if I go outside, I have to have a, I have to have a hat. Uh, I was teaching med students on, on Monday, our path case-based learning. And uh, in the in the chat, one of the one of the med students is from Australia, and she said they have a saying uh, for kids in Australia: "No hat, no play." So if you don't Doesn't wear a hat, you can't. Go out oh my god! I say the same thing to my kids. Oh. I totally say the same thing to my kids, but it's no hat, no beach. Yeah. So. Okay. I say no hat, no yachting. Yeah. So. Okay, Andrew, tell us your favorite thing that you learned about on, on your year on PathPod. So many things. I learned so many. I learned so many things. I learned that that Mike is from Rochester, which is the Midwest of New York. That's yes. pretty cool. I learned that he's a unabashed ultra structuralist, which is which is Guilty amazing. as charged. Guilty as charged. <laughs> uh, and he has mad podcast making skills. Yeah, it's like very, God. very unusual for a pathologist. Well, this has been my pad this has been my pandemic hobby is to figure all this out. And it's been so much fun. <laughs> it's it's a great excuse yeah. to hang out with you guys. I mean, look at how we've spent the last half hour, right? <laughs> you also have a really great radio voice, you know? I mean oh, thanks. so yeah. smooth. Right. And, it's so funny. Uh, I so he his voice is now like recognizable. He's a voice celebrity because one of the staffers for CAP um, was in some networking room and he was like, "Oh, that's Michael Arnold from PathPod." I think just yeah. based on your voice. Yeah. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. "Jeff, I didn't even realize you listened to PathPod." And wow, like he is literally being recognized. But that's like a next level kind of pathology yeah, that's right true. there. Technology to be a voice actor. That's absolutely true. I, I, I got recognized that. at CAP because somebody said, "Oh my God, I know that voice." <laughs> when I was in one of the uh, social sessions, yeah, absolutely. I learned. That's I awful. learned that. Uh, Sonam has impeccable taste. Yes, uh, she does. There's always flowers everywhere, uh, which I which I love. Um, she's uh, very uh, fond of follicular dendritic cells, um, and True. I I can't wait to meet you guys in real in real life. Honestly. That'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So how many of us have actually, I think I've met all of you in real life, except for Andrew. Yeah. No, and Colin. I haven't met Colin in real life. Isn't it funny, though, that we all have to think about it? Because it's almost like we have met in real life, yeah. even though we really, truly haven't. You know, that's that's, yeah, kind of, that's insane. I think I haven't met Lisa or Andrew, but other, otherwise, of course, I've met everybody else. Met Lisa. Lisa and Adam, did you? I was listening to your your podcast with Rondell and and Laura a couple of weeks ago. Did you get a chance to? Have you gotten a chance to meet Adam? Like, this yeah. is the month because I met Brigham this month, so yes, we're you, very close. You're literally across Wild. the street. We have to Gotta go get coffee. We have to meet this month. <laughs> All right, we need we need photo we need photographic evidence of this. Yes. Meeting, okay. Yeah. You guys can go to the Flower Bakery in Boston. I can't believe you oh, guys haven't met yeah, in person. Sarah. So they just opened a flower right next to MGH. Oh, see, I you, guys should, you guys should meet there. Get the baked yeah. goods, take a selfie with the baked goods, and I'll be super, super jelly. <laughs> oh, God. Lisa, are you, are you doing Cytopath next year? I'm actually doing this um, intermixed fellowship that I... Yeah, in Cyto? Yeah. yeah, so I'm doing like three alternating three-month oh. blocks. It's been really cool so far because... I get to sign out GI and then I'm like a Cyto fellow. So I get to 
sort of keep both of those skills fresher. Is that a is that a thing or they made that for you? Because they made that for me. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> were you were you a resident at MGH too? Yeah. What do you what are you thinking about doing after so you have one more year? Then. I have one more year. What do you what are your goals other than to have an office? <laughs> office um, eat, probably. Yeah, I I think ideally I um I'd like to work somewhere academic, uh, at least to start, and because uh, I do, I do enjoy doing uh, clinical research. But um, I don't know; I'm open to a lot of things. Where are you from originally? I'm from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Cool. Very where cool. Sarah and I grew up down the street from each other. Really? Are you serious? Yeah, we go way back. We go way. So we actually, so I, I I think I talked about this on a previous episode, but um, Lisa is around the same age as my younger brother, who is significantly younger than me. And we moved to um, Chapel Hill when I was in high school. And so, yeah, I actually knew Lisa when she was knee high to a grasshopper. (laughs) I knew she was always destined for greatness. And lo and behold, I was right. (laughs) So did you persuade her to going into pathology or was that her? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I definitely talked to you a little bit about pathology, how great it was, but I don't know that I can take credit for um, the decision, right? No, I think it was a, I actually went into med school thinking that I didn't want to do pathology and then I did a rotation and it was awesome. So I decided that all on my own. Yeah. Same, same with me. Where did you go to school? Where did you go to uh, undergrad and med school? Uh, I went to Duke for undergrad, and then I went to Hopkins for med school. Cool. Well, Lisa, she- since you're on, what do you want to tell us what your favorite pearl of from being on PathPod this past year? Yeah, I think I think one of the things I have always sort of like known but didn't really think about was when I when we were chatting with um, Laura Lamps, and she talked about sort of. Uh, how some relationships like mentor mentee relationships or relationships with colleagues are just uh, not a good match. And, um, you know, there's like personality differences or differences in work habits and that it's okay that uh, you don't match with someone else and you don't have to work with them. I love that. That episode you guys did was so good. It had so many pearls from people like on the front lines of it who've just been in pathology forever. One of my favorites, this reminds me of Sarah Bean. She did a, I think Sonam interviewed her and she said that mentors and mentees, it's the relationship goes through phases, like a beginning, middle and end. And it's really important to recognize when you're at the end and you've gotten everything you're going to get out of it and then move on. I thought that's so great because I think there's been so many times in my life I'm like, oh, I'm done with this relationship, but I feel like it's obligated to continue. Mm-hmm. But it was really like, really, I thought a, a great tool for people to realize that relationships can have beginning, middles, and ends, and that's okay. Yeah, I think as a trainee, especially, I remember as a first-year resident, I was really nervous because I thought, oh gosh, if I start working with this attending, does that mean I have to work with them for the next three years? But no, I mean if I start a project with someone, I want to see it through. But after that, I can evaluate whether or not that was a good experience for me and whether I'd want to keep working with someone. So good lesson. Adam, Adam, the co-host from the Lisa and Adam show. Adam, tell us something about the, uh, your favorite fact or interesting pearl from the year. You know, I I think uh, on the show we did with, with uh, Dr. Graham and Lamps, you know, I think, if I ever need a good book recommendation, just go to Dr. Graham, uh, and he's he's got it, you know. So he's the go-to for his reading list. You know, that was that the mentoring that relationship they had at different locations. I think, uh, and the fact that they had never been at the same institution was was pretty helpful. Uh, and in fact, like I have a, a mentor that's at a different institution as well, and it's really like. It, it can be quite valuable and we don't have any projects together or anything like that uh but able to you know go to them with different uh, you know questions or what's my next move or which or which just you know their opinion and advice on things is really helpful and beneficial oh we love having you guys on you guys did a great job all right we have a book recommendation tell us about it andrew this is a book that rondell recommended to me oh okay i got book I, I talk to Rondell all the time and that's the main thing that he, he, I'm in the Rondell Graham book club for, for sure. Yeah. 
What tell for our listeners who can't see, what will you tell the name and title and what, what are the main points? So it's a book, it's it's called Range. And it was a it was appealing, it was appealing to me. Um and the the sort of the thesis of the book is that uh our our world is increasingly subspecial subspecialized. Of course, you know it's it's like inherent to us in medicine because that's how we we practice, and it's increasingly so. But uh, the most successful people or the leaders uh, tend to have uh, expertise that spans dom- domains, and it makes mm. it makes it makes common sense, but. Uh, uh, it's a very appealing, appealing idea to, to me. And it's, it's, it's interesting because, uh, I, I, I had lots of mentors that I've had, have, uh, have suggested to me to ultra sub in pathology have suggested to me to ultra subspecialize. And that's the only way that you're going to be successful and i and i bucked against that and i'm i'm as general as general as general can can be and uh so i like to say that i'm a rangy guy pick it up uh david epstein awesome i'm and cullen let's let's chat with you guys for a little bit so Comron, i think we've seen you over the last year probably more so than ever be the generator of just so many incredible ideas. And I think Christina tweeted a picture the other day of your profile pic and all the logos for all the different things that you've launched. It's, it's incredible yeah, it's effort. It's fun. It's been, a, it's been a very cool year. Um, you know, I mean, I have to tell you that like the pathboard to me, I mean, I feel like I don't have anything like as magnanimous as as cool as other people have said, but I do want to say that we've always known that social media was the big connector. Like we always felt that and we wanted to tell people. And I think that this past year, as much as I have hated, and Sanam knows this more than anyone, as much as I have hated not meeting people in person and I cannot wait, like literally yesterday there was an email in which, you know, it's like, um, it's a clinical lab society and they are actually doing a, a real meeting, right? So they ha- you have an option, it's hybrid. And I was like, oh my God, finally, you know, wherever it is, I think it's in somewhere in Kentucky. And I was like, I'm going to drive to Kentucky just to go to this meeting. However, <laughs> when is it? When it's, is it? It's in uh, September, I think. Anyway. I'll, for, I'll forward you the information. Um, but what I realized was the honor of being on Pathboard and interviewing people across the world, you know, it's just so amazing that the connectivity is so real, right? I mean, so I have the great fortune. I mean, Cullen, I think, is like the best medical student in the country at this moment, as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I have the great fortune of him being close, although, you know, it's funny. I teach the year Cullen is in and I have never taught him in the same classroom, right? Like, I mean, it's just, but despite that, the fact that, you know, he partnered with us to do Path Elective um, and, you know, we've been, we've had this great opportunity to like work, you know, kind of just behind the scenes. But even though the bulk of our interactions were virtual, I still feel like we all, like, we know we've connected, like, you know, from Germany, uh, Leonie Schoen and like, you know, Lamellipodium Art, right, all the way to Australia. Uh, you know, I mean, I've literally had the privilege of, of talking to so many people. And I think that idea generation is only as good as the teams that are supporting the ideas. And if those teams aren't there, and if these fantastic, brilliant, amazing people didn't believe in the ideas, then you can basically get nothing out of it. So I have had Despite the fact that I've hated not meeting people in person, I've had probably the best year as far as connectivity is concerned. And I'm so privileged for that. It has really been an amazing year to connect with people. And it's been, I think that's been the, the great takeaway of, you know, being able to hop in Zoom meetings and talk to all these folks. And, and I really think Path Elective, which kind of was the seed that started PathPod, you guys have just built an incredible website. Colin, do you, do you have any of the stats like handy? Like how many people have accessed it and how many certificates have you guys awarded? It's it's just been insane to think of what you guys have done with this. Yeah. So the for Path Elective, um, it's been 343,000 page views um, and then about wow. 6,000 registered users. 
Um, for yeah. a community like, you know, pathology, 6,000 registered users is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, everyone's That's earning certificates. I can't get the certificate count because it's a little bit hard um, on like the, the file format that we have. Uh, but I do want to get that eventually. I mean, literally when I go on the Google Drive, it's like each minute there's like a new certificate coming up for like a different person. It's pretty cool. I really like seeing that. So it's like no matter what time of day, if I'm going on there to check something, there's always someone getting a nice. certificate and learning. It's awesome. incredible. Colin, tell us about what you learned from PathPod this year. Yeah, I mean, over this year, I think this has been uh, an amazing year for growth. I mean, like you definitely have to, you get stuck with your thoughts a lot. I mean, we've been kind of isolated, which is definitely different. Um, I think, you know, this year, obviously with Path Elective, I've, you know, gained a lot of different um skills through that so that was interesting you know building a website which i had like literally never done and then we built this like huge website that has like hundreds and hundreds of sub pages <laughs> it's just like ridiculous um but yeah that was that was interesting and you know with PathPod, that's always been my like gym time um podcast like pastime um and so every time i go to the gym i would listen to pathpod and i mean the the mentorship that i've um, received from many of you all of you um and the uh the tips that i've learned about um career progression and um you know staying motivated and same thing with your path and focus i think that's been a, a real push getting through second year as we approach step because it's easy to lose sight of where you're going when you're kind of stuck in the middle of everything. Um, but, you know, it's, I think it's really kind of put the end goal in mind and it's been really, really fun. And everyone has been amazing. Um, this community is so welcoming and it's been really awesome to connect with everyone here. And by the way, you've, you've built an amazingly beautiful website, by the way. Thank you yeah, that so was much. Yeah. And, and the rest of the path elective, I mean, you guys are the team, right? I mean, the majority of the people here are the people who did it. So it's uh, it's been a pretty freaking amazing effort, I have to say. What's your favorite episode, guys? Do you have a favorite episode of PathPod? It doesn't have to be like a favorite for a particular reason or the most fun one that you did. I thought the first quiz show was just so much fun to record. And we, we just had some amazing guests. I actually were the guests I think on the first I wasn't on that show? first one, but for me, the quiz show that I was on was by far my favorite one. It was just amazing. I loved it. The quiz show is like, it's for those of you who haven't listened to it, it's some combination of like laughing, Saturday Night Live, a talk show. It's, uh, if you listen to the blooper reel, it's got, it's got everything. And it's great because we hardly script anything. We just write a couple of questions down and the guests carry the show with their stories and insights in the games and Sarah's puns. So the guess it was uh, Frank Ingram and oh, yeah. Jake Mall and and uh, and Matt Lau. And I tell you, Jake's Jake just had some incredible stories about his time working in NASA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just amazing. And yeah, and that may have been my fault because like I kind of slightly coerced him because Jake is one of our residents at Duke and I was like, do you want to be on this quiz show? And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, come on this quiz show. It's going to be great. And he was kind enough to participate and I knew he was amazing. It was so good. I had some incredible stories and, and the, some, of, some of it got cut actually. But there was a story about uh, the moon rocks and Area 51. It was just, it was hilarious. <laughs> Sarah. Um, so, so yes, what did I, what have I learned? I think my, my main takeaway is that there are two kinds of people in this world. There are people who really like terrible puns. And then there's normal people who are like, what is wrong with you? And I am so fortunate that I am with a group of people who has tolerated my desire to share really, really terrible puns with the whole world. And that has been a source of great great joy for me that, um, you know, I've had the privilege of working with the team who made this a reality to be able to share the PathPod quiz show, which brings me so much joy every time I, um, I get to record one with Christina and Mike and our guests. And I actually now torture my kids. So we were in a car ride down to the beach. And I was like, do you guys want to listen to, you know, a podcast? And we listened to the last quiz show episode. And they're like, mommy, mommy, we want to listen to another one. And I'm like, are you just sucking up to me so you can get Easter candy? Because it is working. It is working. <laughs> the game show has been okay. so much fun to record. And, and your your puns are just so clever. It's so incredibly clever. 
Um, no, I literally lay awake at night sometimes and think, oh my gosh, that'd be a really good path pun. Like I'm not a good napper, but I am a good I pun thinker upper. I'm no, my mind's going a mi- like a mile a minute on like how can I torture people with these bad puns. So I was on the PathPod podcast website. We have 38,210 downloads, 52 episodes. That's amazing. I, I, I'm not sure there's another, I'm not sure if there's another pathology podcast that has so much, but that's, I think it's a, such a nice, uh, and the, if you look at the number of downloads, the last one that just went up has 460 downloads. So I think that's such a nice, uh, and the other thing I wanted to share is I was looking back in my email about when this all started. So email April 14th, 2020. So of course this was how this all came about for those of you who don't know is that Comron and Cullen had an idea for Path Elective, invited a bunch of us. And at the very end of the meeting, Sarah Jane said, what about a podcast? And we were all like, what? That's amazing. And then there's a whole flurry of emails that are related to, so Sarah has this email. She She sent this on April 14th, 2020. Um, we have an idea of doing an NPR style podcast about modules and skits with the following to spread the opportunities within the group. Like, and then she talks about the different types of formats and what we could cover, like pathology quiz show, audio diaries, updates on the WHO or AJCC, um, recent studies, car talk, like goofballs talking about goofy things, which turned into be path IHC with the chromogen siblings. And then Mike responded. He said, yeah, but we need a title. Which of these titles do you guys like? So do you guys want to hear the titles, the alternate titles? Path talk, pathology today, path today, path life. Path life got really far. We had to think if we had some. That was a close second. Path now. On path, welcome. You're on path. On the path, the path, path forum. Pathpod wasn't even there. Sarah came up with it like out of left field. She like she was talking about orthopod. They call themselves orthopods, so she thought pathpod would be like a really nice little bundle for the show, and that was fantastic. So that was just a walk through history. I just want to say this. Yeah, this past year was it, for very social people. It was kind of this vacuum we all were forced into. And I think out of that came PathPod because we all just wanted to connect. We wanted to find a way to create and connect together. And the reason why PathPod has almost 40,000 downloads of 52 is, is because it's a community effect. All of us came together to do something. And the sign that it's going to continue to do well is, is like Lisa and Adam coming in and saying, I want to do a show. And Colin coming in and, and helping and the medical students coming in and contributing. So I think that's when we conceptualized this a year ago, we knew that back then we couldn't do that with just the three, the four of us. We really needed it to grow. And the only way it would grow is if people bought into it and wanted to create it for themselves. And so I think that's probably the, the most, one of the most beautiful things that came out of the pandemic is this community and this thing that we all grew together that's still changing with every episode. And it's just a beautiful thing. I'm so proud to be a part of it. I'm so proud to be a part of it with all of you guys. Christina, I just want to say thank you so much and you and the rest of the PathPod team for letting um, Adam and I do um, our first podcast as well as our upcoming one. It's been a really great experience for um, me and I'm sure him as well. I'm speaking for him. Um, And I've learned a lot from the process. I never thought I would edit a podcast ever. So that was an experience as well. But it's been really fun. Um, interviewing people who I haven't had a chance to meet yet in real life um, and has overall added a lot to my experience. So thank you all very much. All right. So what are we going to do next year? What are our goals? What's coming up? In life or for PathPod? Life. PathPod. Oh my gosh, to travel again. <laughs> travel again. Definitely oh like God, a live in-person uh, like podcast or something. Yeah, we, we've got to do a live episode like From in a meeting. Round- around the scope or something like that in live but I, I i really enjoyed doing around the scope i did i did a pd path episode on that i thought that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. and i'd love to do some others with some of you guys um i was actually thinking that cytopathology would be a really good one because sarah you know 
between you who actually touches patients and other folks who've written things like, you know, the Bethesda system, we could probably get a really cool cytopath episode together. Definitely, definitely. I think um, Kartik, uh, one of our prior guests had talked about it and we'll just have to all circle back and we have so many cytopathologists who've been on the show and so many people who are engaged. So definitely. All right. Well, next year we'll be closer to 60,000 downloads. Hopefully. Probably more. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, you guys, you know, I, I totally didn't remember this, but I, I just recall. So the AAMC did a virtual specialty fair, like, you know, as part of their meeting. And they, uh, you know, I guess they had partnered with APC, the Association of Pathology Chairs, to have like virtual booths. So APC reached out to a bunch of us and like we were like, you know, some of us were pathology representatives. And it was a forum where people, medical students thinking about pathology could come and ask questions. And so, you know, our booth was relatively well attended and, you know, we were answering questions, et cetera. And I was giving out my email address to people who wanted to follow up with questions. And I haven't asked this person permission, so I'm not going to name this individual. But one person emailed me recently and said, I met you at the specialty fair and I have been listening to PathPod since it started and he just put two and two together that the person you know because there was no voice it was just all a text-based interaction and i guess he didn't realize that you know we you know i was one of the people who was in bad part and he was just like i've loved this show from the start and i was like oh it's such a great birthday present you know i'm going to like talk about this on our birthday episode and so you know there are people out there who listen they're all nuts i i, I mean i don't know why they listen but it's amazing good job thank you for this thank you for this <laughs> Yeah. Thanks for listening. You're all nuts. Hope you listen for the next year. <laughs> that's that's Tom Gunn's uh, take. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh. You know what is, what's Andrew's line at the end of the IHC talk episodes? I was going to say, uh, cheers, guys. I'm going to go take a path nap. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Do it. Check. Andrew, take us out with your line about you while well, you just wasted another hour of. Sure. Yeah. Well, it's happened again. You've wasted another good hour listening to PathPod. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye. I'm serious about that path nap. Support for the free PathPod podcast comes from listeners who like it and share it with their friends. So go ahead, send someone the link. And be sure to subscribe to PathPod wherever you download your podcasts. PathPod is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not medical advice. As always on the podcast, any views expressed are solely those of the person speaking and do not necessarily represent their employers, their affiliated institutions, affiliated professional organizations, other speakers on the program, their friends, their families, their pets, or anyone involved in the production and distribution of this podcast. Thanks for listening to PathPod. Thank you.